When it's time for lunch, you can pick up a spoon or grab your fork body and dig into a Nuna. It's Nuna with Dan and Marty. If you never had a Nuna, well, there's no sooner way. Just bend over at the middle in the middle of the day. It's a Nuna. It's a Nuna with Marty and Dan. I got to turn on my mic. Oh, good morning, everybody. Uh, quite a shit show, um, as usual. But uh, actually, it's a very special shit show today because um it's just me right now uh i will open up the skype lines later and um, i was trying to get kruger on the line but he's apparently sick so if you want to tweet at him that's uh tweet at stephen kruger with a ph tell him to tweet in or to to skype in it'd be great to have him um yeah i made the mistake of uh, trying to update a computer that hadn't been updated in probably a couple years. And uh, it turns out when you do that, just shit goes crazy. And uh, I knew that I would have to reinstall a bunch of stuff, but it. Uh, then I went and got married and forgot about it until uh, around 20 minutes before I was set to broadcast and... Uh, thank you, Will Wilkins, for for talking me through it and talking me off the ledge. It's um, and sorry, ladies, I'm off the market now. Uh, I miss doing the show for the, um, for the past couple weeks, but it, these things had to get done. Um, it was a fabulous affair. Uh, she said yes. I I didn't uh, pass out, and I got to see Kruger and Lance Mountain and Giselle. Uh, super fun time. Oh, and uh, Jason Kasaprakis, who was a guest on the show. Uh, Dan Etheridge was there in attendance in his full splendor. Um, he gave a wonderful speech and uh, was quite hirsute and happy. Um, give him shouts out to uh, him in Vancouver, Danada where he's producing and directing and just doing great things up there. We want him back soon, but we're very happy for his success. Uh, John Enbaum, friend of the show, is there. Phil Clemmer, friend of the show. Oh, it's like I'm whispering, I've been told. Uh, okay, maybe that's better. Oh, no, you got to turn it up. <laughs> I'm a professional. Uh, hey, so... Um, if you want to tweet in, please tweet in. That's at Nooner Dan Marty, at gmail.com. I've got like a month's worth of emails that, of, of course, I haven't set up yet, um, but they will be coming later. Um, thank you, Jonah, for telling me to turn the mic up. Jane, thanks for your patience. Tyson, send your smoke. Um, David Castro, into the mic. Here I am. Uh, so, of course... Everybody's been on the news. Uh, all the headlines have been dominated by this crazy uh, leaked tape from the Donald. And I don't think, I mean, first of all, it's, it's not, uh, it's shocking, you know, and yet not shocking. But uh, his excuses have just been insane that, like, it's locker room talk. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Donald Trump, uh, talking about grabbing women's pussies uh, because he can, because he's a star. Um, and he dismissed it as locker room talk. And I love that all these athletes have come out and said, uh, no, we don't talk about sexually assaulting women 
uh, in the locker um, and brag about that. Uh, no, no, of course not. And uh, and the other thing that is, uh, so he's saying that it was locker room talk, so therefore it's okay. And then he was saying that it's uh, other people have defended it by saying it was a private conversation. Um, he's a media uh, expert. He's been he'd been on that show a hundred times. He knows when he's mic'd and when he isn't. And the other thing is that you know he's talking to Billy Bush, but he's surrounded by uh, crew members, his assistant and producers, like seven people or so. Uh, I don't know how private that is. So either that means that he thinks that it's okay to talk in front of crew like that, or he just has no regard for anybody else uh, around him. And he sort of thinks of them as the little people who don't really matter, and he can say whatever he wants around them. Either way, he's a fucking uh, piece of shit. And... um. I'm happy that this this came out, um, and none of us should be surprised. I'm sure that there will be tons more to, to come. Um, there have been the reports from uh, The Apprentice that on the several seasons he was on that show, he said inappropriate things. Imagine that. Um, and there's a transcript that came out, and uh, and I, I'm sure that other people... Um, other will step forward with tapes and transcripts and whatnot. But, um, and of course, we want him to uh, stay in the race because it helps, certainly helps Hillary, Hillary uh, um, Clinton's chance of election. Uh, but we, yeah, so, you know, there's been talk of, the, of him dropping out. And, like, that would be actually probably the worst thing because, um, but, between his dis- people's dislike of him and people's dislike of Hillary, if a new person comes in uh, for the GOP, it might be a welcome respite from all the mudslinging that's been going on. So, Donald, stand by your guns, stay in the race. Um, and uh, the polls have been looking really good for Hillary. Uh, that said, we should still encourage anybody who's on the fence to keep uh voting to to get out to the polls and vote for hillary uh you know donald said that she had uh what evil in her heart or she was the uh, i think uh alex or no rush limbaugh some one of these guys called her the devil yesterday hillary clinton and if we think about it like do we want like a pussy grabbing orange megalomaniac who cheats people out of their money in charge of our country uh, who only thinks of himself or do we want somebody who's probably going to keep things pretty much the same that might not be great uh, in the long run but compared to faced with those two choices of of uh, considering that the country has been uh, on a fairly good track the past few years uh, unemployment's um, the lowest it's been in a long time and uh I th- gas prices are low. Um, we still have a lot of things to, to deal with, but I would much rather have somebody who's basically a Washington insider over a crazy, um, a, a crazy egomaniac. So uh, if you think about what is a Hillary presidency going to look like in, in four years, say she only does one term, um, Obamacare is probably still going to be there. There might be some fixes there. Um, hopefully she, well, she's going to do some things about climate change. She's very well versed in foreign affairs. 
So we probably won't go into any rash uh, military uh, operations going on. It's probably going to be pretty much the same, um, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse, but not. It's not going to. We're not going to face Armageddon uh, as. Um, we might be led to think by right-wing media. Um, oh, we'll have a few more Supreme Court justices, most likely, which is probably a good thing. I'd read much. I trust her judgment more than I would uh, Donald Trump's. She's probably going to pick someone very moderate or people who are pretty moderate, um, maybe left moderate. So I think uh, I think we're going to be in good shape. But there's still 28 days more to go in this election cycle. So I. Um, I'm not going to discount. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm still a little wary of what could happen. Though it is uh, heartening that you know the newest WikiLeaks thing uh, that that leaked uh, excerpts from her speeches to Wall Street executives basically just revealed that Hillary Clinton is a is a politician, and she um, she is into raising money and uh, but there's not the, it, it wasn't the sort of 47 percent uh leak that came out of the Mitt Romney speeches uh fundraising speeches uh it's just more and you know, more that she's just a, a Washington veteran who who understands uh, how political machinery works and it's not a surprise that she's trying to curry the favor of big money banks and um so I'm heartened, but I'm still wary. So let's keep on our guard. Let's get our uh, conservative uncles and um, to avoid going to the polls or change the minds of our friends and relatives who are on the fence. Um, oh, I didn't even mention that Cassandra is, uh, had to work today and Giselle, I don't know where Giselle is, but, um, and then of course, John uh, is, uh, suffering from depression and uh, not depression exhaustion and dehydration and just needs to spend some time with her, his family um so cougar is sick in bed uh as is jason casafracas so it's just me and bruno i set up a mic for bruno but he has not uh, really been participatory he's actually sleeping in his bed um mcqueen doesn't talk so she's not going to join us either um I do want to open up. Oh, I'm okay. Oh, Chris Miller says I'm slipping back into ASMR volume, Marty. Well, I just thought that uh, if you just think about the crinkling of of crepe paper and um, just as we examine the political process. Um, Jane says that she doesn't know how there can still be undecided voters after all this. Uh, you know what people will say is they'll say that he might be, I, I don't want a president who's nice or mannered. I want a president who is a decision maker and can lead companies and make billions of dollars for our nation. And that's who Donald Trump is, which he isn't. He's not a very good leader, as we've uh, seen. Just look at his campaign. Uh, all the people who have jumped ship and changed their minds and all these, the, he has discord between him and his vice president, uh, vice presidential candidate. Um, it's just amazing watching Kellyanne Conway, the uh, 
is that her name? The, uh, the campaign manager, just, she's just so masterful at deflection. And she will never answer a question directly. And she does it, and she doesn't change her tone. She, she keeps her, her shit together. Uh, she, is, she deserves extra pay for whatever she's doing because behind the scenes, it's just got to be just so frustrating working for a campaign that that's, that's that fucked up. Um, Jane also says that this is going to be the end, uh, the death of the Republican Party. Uh, I don't, I hope so. No, actually, I don't hope so. I mean, I think that uh, the the two-party system is good, but, uh, and I think, yeah, maybe this will be, um, this will ch split the Republican Party. And, and I would say that as much as I'm excited that Hillary is going to win, the, the big problem with this whole election is that it's given, um, that because of Donald Trump, like sort of stirring the waters for these extremists who are are racists and uh, bigots, sexists, and they're gun-toting uh, people who believe that the Second Amendment is the most important thing, part of the Constitution, or their misinterpretation of it is it, and that violence is a way to get things done. We've seen acts of violence at um, at these Trump rallies. We've seen violence against. Uh, minorities and in the name or, or f by people who support Trump and basically that you know the fact that he still has 40 something percent or whatever 30 upper 30 percent of the the uh, US voters uh, of their favor says a, a lot about these people and and he's sort of uh, given them a platform uh, upon which they can they can spew out their hateful values and uh, if you watch the Sam B thing last week uh, where she interviewed these people who said that uh, these Trump supporters who basically said that uh, that the election is rigged and you know and Hillary's uh, behind it and then they went on to say but Trump's Trump's going to win by a landslide and then they were like well but it's rigged right well and they said well it's only rigged if Hillary wins but if uh if Trump wins that's that's the the will of the American people so when or, or if um which is probably the case Hillary Clinton wins there's going to be that 30% of people of of which probably another you know only a small portion but that's still like several million people uh are going to be like enraged and completely convinced no matter what you say to them or what what ballots you show them that the election was rigged and that the nation is going you know is corrupt and that the only way is to is is to fight against the I'm not saying that there's going to be a revolution but it just it, it it's going to uh, embolden them to, to be more vocal and probably uh, violent uh, about their, their uh, very small minority opinions about uh, race right, rights, uh, gender rights, and immigration policy, and foreign policy, frankly. So that is what I most worry about now, uh, though I still have some worry that Trump could win because the election is still some ways away. Um, yes, Kellyanne Conway. And 
No, of course, Darren, of course she's getting paid a lot. You would not take that. Nobody, that's a thankless job to be Donald Trump's uh, campaign manager. It's, it's like, uh, it's saying like, oh, you know, do you want to dance with the devil? Like the, the guy's a nut job. He's uncontrollable. He's, and the fact is he's still collecting, you know, they're raising lots of money. Uh, they, they're, you know, have uh, broken records about s for small donations uh, under like $60. They've, they've made millions and millions of dollars. And that goes to something that goes to ads. It goes to, to the Kellyanne Conways and, and uh, people behind, uh, behind the Donald trying to, to elect him into office. Um, the reason why I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to stay on mic, but it's, it's my, the arrangement I have is a little bit wonky. Um, let me see if, oh, did anyone tweet at that fucker, Cougar? Uh, he's a jerk. Uh, no, it was really great to see him. He will hopefully be moving back to Los Angeles sometime in the next six months. So um, we'll have him back on the show. I know he misses it and misses all of you guys. Um, and yeah, Giselle, like I said, I don't know where she is today. Uh Chris Miller says that there will be riots. He'll demand a recount. People won't acknowledge her authority. Bad days. Yeah. Uh, and that happens after every election where um, somebody doesn't win. But it just happens that the, the losers in this case will be people with, who are uh, loud and angry and would prefer to act with, uh, uh, to react with violence as opposed to reason. Um, it'll be funny because if the election happened today, it would, he, she would win by double digits and there would be no demand of a recount because it would just be comical. Um, oh, and Jane says that she worries about Clinton's life, uh, if she wins. I seriously do. Uh, yeah. And I think the same thing was said when, um, and I, I certainly felt it when Obama was elected and he, um, he did pretty well uh, over two terms uh, to have as a black man <laughs> in America um, that, that he was not uh, threatened directly with gun violence is a miracle. And uh, that's uh, kudos to the Secret Service for protecting POTUS. And uh, certainly, boy, doesn't he look just amazing, <laughs> amazingly uh, capable and presidential in in light of this current election, he just seems amazing, and as does Michelle Obama. So I think uh, history will will reflect well on uh, our president. Um, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. If anybody wants to ca call in, call in with a question, and we'll have a quick chat. And uh, that's Nooner Podcast for on the Skype machine, and because we are Nooner Podcast for everything. Um, and... See, the problem with doing this in a, such a disorganized manner as a solo bolo show is that I can't cue anything up without having um, somebody else talk. I should be like playing music or something, spinning uh, the, the spinning the ones and twos. Um, let's see. Yeah, well, you know what I would love? If people have good uh, wedding stories... Uh, I got married in my parents' backyard in the house that I grew up in. Uh, super grateful for them for putting up with that because it was a it was a bit of a production, and 
and a, a huge group of people from LA came up to, and this was in Northern California. So I was just uh, over the moon that everything turned out well. Um, we uh, were married by my wife's, one of her closest friends. And that was really great. Uh, my nieces both sang at the wedding. Um, so with all those sort of, and, and basically we did uh, a ton of it ourselves. And it was, uh, it was very ripe for fuck-ups. Because, um, you know, we hadn't done uh, anything. None, neither of us had been married before. And we were just uh, sort of winging it. Um, and luckily our parents helped out and uh, my wife did all the invitations herself and she did uh, all the calligraphy for everything. And we had uh, the reception at, uh, like growing up there's a swimming pool um, that at this little country club that I was a member, that we were members of. So it was fun to go there and have the reception and, and just, you know, walking distance from my house. Well, not walking distance. We had to do a little bit of driving, but very close to my house. Um, and then um, there was lots of, I think the, the thing that impressed my parents most was how much my friends could drink. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, all right, the Skype machine is going off the hook. I'm going to go, um, oh shoot, I have, see, sound cues. All right. Oh, here's a, oh, it's Chris Miller. Uh, wait, nope, it was Chris Miller. And now he's not gone. Um, okay, here we go. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. You'd think that would give me enough, um, enough time for me to... Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, enough time for me to get the, the email ready. Uh, I don't remember if I read this before, but this is, uh, I, like I said, I have a month's worth of emails or several weeks' worth of emails to get through. Uh, if I forgot yours, um, send it in again or uh, send in a new one. Um, hey, Murps. This is from Chucky Julius. Chucky Julius here. Sorry, I'm st still getting caught up with the show. I mailed, mailed, emailed you guys about my family and I heading to Germany and looking for suggestions from G Giselle back in June. June 16th, we left for a 13-day trip to Germany. It started wonderfully. Germany is quite beautiful and lots of history to be seen. Unfortunately, on day eight, my daughter woke up screaming in pain and vomiting. That's horrifying. Um, we had an ambulance come, not an exorcist, and take her to a hospital in Nuremberg. After many tests and a very difficult time communicating with the hospital staff, they admitted her. They separated my daughter and I from my wife and son. Uh, they then made my wife go to an ATM machine and get 200 euros before she could see my daughter again. She tried explaining that we had trip insurance and everything would be covered, but they still wanted the euros. After a couple of hours, we were finally all together again. Their diagnosis was that my daughter had food poisoning. The only uh, treat... That treatment uh, that there was was rest, time, and fluids. So the next day they cleared her for travel. She stayed in bed in Munich for three days. It was finally time to go home. She looked progressively worse on the flight. About four hours into our nine, uh, nine and a half hour flight, she looked like she was dying, completely white, eyes rolling back 
into the back of her head and uh, not keeping any fluids down. That's horrifying. Uh, So I asked the flight attendant for a doctor. Fortunately, there was one on the plane. He watched over her till we landed. We immediately took her to the ER where we found out that she did not have food poisoning, but in fact had her appendix ruptured and a giant abscess in her. She was rushed to Milwaukee's Children's Hospital where she had two surgeries and a 17-day hospital stay. Finally being able to go home in the middle of July. She is better, but still not 100%. So with all that being said, what started out as being a wonderful vacation, my wife and I can't bring ourselves to look at our vacation pictures. Of course. Uh, We almost uh, want to not think of this trip at all. So my question for you guys is, have you ever gotten ill on vacation? If so, where? Have you ever been on vacation and something um, happened that you just want to forget um, you ever went? Um, I have been remarkably, I cannot speak for anyone else here. Uh, I don't know where Bruno has been. I adopted him when he was um, a few years old, so he might have had horrible vacations. Um, I have been really lucky. I've gotten food poisoning before, which if you've ever had really bad food poisoning, is a crippling thing. But I've never had... Oh, and I guess I I almost cut my finger off when I was a a kid off of one of those uh, Swiss Army knife can openers. Not... I was six years old. Um, But other than that, I've been very, very lucky. I haven't had to seek medical care in another country. Um, And, of course, I'm going to another country in uh, another week. So... I might be cursing myself um, and actually was thinking <laughs> of that all the time while I was reading this email because I, what, who gets trip insurance? Is that a thing? Do I need to get that before I go? Should I get trip insurance, everybody? I, let's make this about me and my future. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Um, I'm really just pleased that your daughter, uh, Chucky Julius, is, is safe because that is a ruptured... Uh, a ruptured appendix in, uh, infection is is lethal or can be lethal. Like that's that is uh, first of all, it's horrible that they couldn't treat her um, in Germany, and I mean she, you are uh, she's very lucky and she's uh, she was lucky that there was a doctor on the on the plane, um, and she's lucky that you were smart enough to take her immediately to the emergency room, because um, that is terrifying. Uh, I have my appendix i don't know what it does but i'm glad it hasn't ruptured um but uh horrible story great ending hopefully you'll have uh be able to look in the future back at those photos tyson hello marty how are you how are things in acadia right is that where you are uh, Arcada, yeah, Arcata, it's, uh, Arcata, that's where I am now. I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt the segment. I was enjoying listening to it, albeit I was getting lots of anxiety hearing about the child being sick. <laughs> I know, and it was like I was I I hadn't read that before, and I was like, oh my god, this gets worse. Let me just poop yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, my heart's just going bump, 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 bump. Hearing, yeah. it, you know, wow, harrowing, harrowing. Yeah. Um. So, are, are you, how are the evergreens up there? They are, in fact, evergreen. They, uh, there's uh, quite a few more of them uh, here than there were when Washington were lived. We had two uh, that I could that I managed to count uh, up there. But uh, yeah, I'm back among the quite a bit more than two. Ah, um, and no forest fires. Well, there were fires last year, uh, actually, and they were a little more. Uh, 
what direction is that? East, a little more east, and uh, that left ash over uh, this area. So uh, for a few days. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, um, Jenny Marie was asking if we know any undecided voters. Arcata is like um, it's a small town near the Oregon border, right? Uh, yeah, it's about 150 miles south of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's well, closer than I am. Um, certainly, certainly. Oh yeah. So, what is the political climate there? I mean, people think of California as a as a blue state, but uh, do you? There must be some some conservative uh, people up there. Oh, there certainly are. Um, there's there's a. I, I, it feels like a pretty good balance. There's also a very heavy green contingency. Uh, Arcata is one of I think one of the first towns in the nation to elect a green um, person as their. I believe was their mayor. This uh, this is a news story I actually read while I was living in uh, Washington in a People magazine. I was like, holy crap! Arcata made People magazine. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what are the uh, chances of that? Well, anyway, so that's, yeah, it's, it, but um, growing up, it felt kind of a he he hefty mixture of, of both. I've always been fairly, uh, what I've come to understand to be liberal, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's like I can't see the water I'm swimming in sometimes, so. Yeah, it's funny, they were, in that Sam B. Uh, segment I was talking about, there this uh, woman was saying like, you know, of course it's going to be fixed because whenever, you know, all the, all of my friends are, are Trump supporters. And then when I go on social media, everybody su supports Trump and, and, you know, that's the bubble that she's created. And when Jenny Marie asks me if I know any people who are undecided or Trump supporters, I, I literally don't like, I, and I go on Facebook and all my friends are just like, what the fuck is wrong with this country if you know that you know so that's my bubble so that's why i'm always curious about other people's experience and and i i know jenny sure. marie doesn't live in a i don't think she lives in a, a blue state so she must know somebody trump supporters but wh what about up where you are i i don't know any personally i mean how weird it would it be if i called and have been like I, I i don't know why you guys have been picking on trump he seems pretty cool to me like after all this time how weird would that be um but uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I know quite a few people who are terrified uh, that this is still happening, um, mostly. Yeah, I think um, it's, it, it's, uh, it's terrifying just knowing that 30% of the population or 30 something percent of the population think, you know what, that guy's great, he should be president. That's the crazy thing. And especially the more th that all this shit is coming out. It's like, okay, you, you're saying that you, you, you think what he says is disgusting. You think that, you know, all these horrible things about him as a person, but he should be president. That's crazy. It is crazy. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. And I, it, it feels like, uh, it, it feels, I don't get it. I don't get that it's, it makes me feel so sad for, uh, um, like, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, at the beginning, and even for a while into the middle of all of this, I was thinking this has got to be an elaborate joke, it must be an elaborate joke on some level, uh, you know, uh, that was my comfort, and then it's just, uh, it seems like it, you know, there's part of me that feels like it could still be, Yeah. <laughs> and we're just about to find out, like, we're literally on the brink of, you know, the, haha, just kidding, you know, wanted to see if I could do it, yeah, then apparently, uh I'm at the threshold here, and, uh, you know, what? oh, God, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any questions for the show? Uh, by the show, I mean me. 
Uh, you, I, I really wanted to say congratulations, Marty. It's I didn't know if I was expecting like not to be the. I thought that people were gonna. There was like a protocol, and people would call and say congratulations. That would start the conversation going, you know, like oh. a normal show and whatnot. But I just really wanted to tell you that, uh, and I'm sure you've been getting it for the last, you know. I will continue to accept it gladly. Congratulate well, me, people. Very happy for you. Oh yeah, no, it was, it was really great, and I felt like um, you know that so many. Uh, of uh, the Merps were there. It was a, a, a very fun affair, so um, I, I couldn't Sounds be awesome. more happy. Um, well, cool. Well, it's great hearing from you. We love that you you and Darren maintain the the, the uh, Tumblr page to uh, noonerpodcast.tumblr.com, and and that you participate so much in the show. It's it's great. And every time we play one of your songs, it's also a great thing. So. Um, oh. Continue. And I appreciate that a great deal. Yeah, and you have a podcast too, right? I'm working on it. I, I actually am associated with a couple other podcasts that I contribute uh, to now um, in some way or another. But uh, my own podcast will be coming fairly soon. Okay. Well, keep us in the loop so we can pimp it out. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Tyson. We'll yeah. talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Um, so we... I do thank you, Tyson, for calling. Uh, the lines are now open. The we do want to do some more uh, new things. I, I've been talking uh, with the other Merps and about things we want to do with the show. So if you have ideas, things that you really like that that we don't do anymore, um, let us know or or any show ideas. Uh, one of the the things that I want to do starting um, when I get back from my honeymoon is a, I think we'll call it 28 Days Later, uh, where I'll try some sort of a betterment campaign for 28 days, whether it be like going gluten-free or mm, meditating every day or, I don't know, some, some sort of uh, disciplined regimen for 28 days, and I'll report on it um, every day, every week. And then uh, we'll have some discussion about that, and maybe the other Merps will join in, and we'll see what uh, comes of that. Because I realized that now that I'm married, like I had some terrible habits as a single person, and those are things that are hard to break. So I'm trying to uh, become a more disciplined and thoughtful person. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so... I thought this might be a good way to do it and also to explore. Maybe we'll try some silly things for 28 days. But either way, chances are at the end of those 28 days, I won't stick uh, with that regimen, which is why it would be 28 days Twenty-eight days later. Uh, Evan, you missed everything. Evan just uh, tuned in, and he, uh, he you missed just um, absolutely nothing. Um Jenny Marie posted in a shirt, uh, a picture of a shirt that says uh, that she saw in Massachusetts this weekend. Is that where you live, Massachusetts? That says, a proud member of the basket of deplorables and is an elephant wearing a toupee. Uh, that is great. I, I wonder if people would wear that ironically or I'm like, I wonder what the, the, the breakdown of the purchasing of, of that is. Whether it's uh, uh, people wear ironically or proudly um, and earnestly. Oh, I forgot. We're in the mail sack. Evan, we're in the mail sack. Ash Williams here. I work in a very large 
very big warehouse, and I farted in a very far, low-traffic area, and a co-worker, Stefan, smelt it and threw an enraged temper tantrum slash hissy fit. I work with a major league pussy in Oakland. Oaktown. Um, that is awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I work, when I go into the Schmoogle office, I work in a, a pretty, like, hermetically sealed cubicle with a bunch of very loud women. And that's not a sexist thing. They are loud, and they happen to be women. Um, and I will frequently just walk out and presumably to get something from the printer or whatever, but it's just a fart. <clears throat> um, yeah. And Ash, or I'm sorry, yeah, Ash, you work with a major league pussy. Uh, Will Wilkins writes in and says, uh, Morning, Murps. I apologize in advance if this is a retread of a previous topic, but... Oh, uh, and this is, like I said, this is old. This is from uh, a few weeks ago. He says, uh, what do you think that Donald Trump seems to just glide by on uh, all these lies that he says during speeches and interviews? Uh, I think that is his MO. He... Um, I mean, obviously, it's his M.O., but it, it's been his uh, M.O. in life. And that, you know, he can just, like, there's a... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel used to work on a local radio show, uh, morning radio, and uh, it's called Kevin and Bean. I think it's even still on. Uh, and early on, <laughs> they once had a... Um, they brought in a goat into the, the studio and the station manager came in there and said, you've got to get this goat out of this station. You can't have animals in here. And they just looked at him and said, what goat? That to me is what, uh, what Trump is like he, his, in his mind, I think that he's thinking like the, you do whatever you need to do to get the upper hand on everybody else in the room. And I think that he he enters each room of seeking domination. And whether that's through lying, coercion, pussy grabbing, he'll do it. Uh, Tic tacs. And so that becomes like that end justifies whatever means. So if, you know, if he's got the, a goat in the room, he'll just say, there's no goat. You're wrong. And so he'll say that uh, he'll arrest uh, Hillary Clinton or have her, have her put in jail on stage in front of a, a town hall debate, like, that's fine by him because it makes him seem domineering and commanding. Um, never mind that he doesn't, he wouldn't have the authority to do that if he were president, but uh, uh, it, it reads well in the moment. So I think that's, that's why. And people sort of give him a pass because he's like, oh, that's just Donald being Donald. And that is not what my president, how I want my president to be. Um, Will also asks, did you read the Facebook post slash HuffPo piece on the strong defense of Hillary? Uh, sexism against her is a strong theme. Uh, no, I didn't read that. But certainly the, the reason why 200 generals have, uh, and military he heads uh, have backed uh, Donald Trump is probably a lot to do with uh, Hillary Clinton having a vagina. I think these, you know, she's like this, she certainly knows more about the military and foreign policy than Donald Trump does. 
uh, and yet they don't trust her because, um, yeah, she's she's not a man. And I think that uh, not to classify all military people or um, men as being sexist, but certainly that that is a that is something that that goes back a long time. And we've felt it when they uh, allowed women in the military. There was a huge huge fight against that. Um, and also, you know, my uncle, I mean, my uncle, my grandfather, well, he wasn't sexist, but, you know, he was an, he was sort of like a, an old school guy's guy. And I think that that is something that um, is, especially with older military people, and they probably just would never take orders from a woman, no matter what. So, um, yeah, that uh, is a shame. Thanks again, Will, for uh, fixing my, my technical problems. Um, Ricky writes in, hello all, congrats, congrats, Mr. Marty, married man, question, <laughs> where and when can I hear your show live, uh, here and now, um, hope you can answer my question and look forward to the next show, we are, if you pod this and you want to listen live, uh, you can, we do this every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, roughly, depending on how well I put my, uh, wire my stuff together and uh, whether will is there to bail me out of any problems um and we do it every tuesdays uh tuesday and you can listen live on stitcher or i think you can also go to smodcast.com uh, the the live link is on the on the twitter uh page so you can just go to uh, nooner podcast to find that out um okay uh let's see Chris says torture. Where I'm describing torture for our amuse amusement. Uh, wh which torture is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, Steve says congrats. Dave Castro is asking if my wife is home. Nope, she went to work with her dog. Oh, and it's the top of the hour. Okay, okay. Jane, you're killing me. I'm trying to do this. You're listening to this modcast, whatever podco show, and the nooner hour. Um, and there's a magic sound that happens when I press this button on the Smogo Internet Radio Network. Bill Waterson has, I think, is back uh, doing reshoots on Dave Made a Maze. And I don't, yeah, he's also, I think he's doing a musical right now, or he's doing some sort of live theater performance thing. So that's where he's been. Um, so that's why we haven't had his mellifluous uh, vocals doing the top of the hour. Um, Tyson says it's an honor and a privilege to have my music included in our program. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Uh, oh, wait, uh, let's see. Uh, Jenny Marie is in Massachusetts, and she sees Hillary for prison signs here and there, and more Trump signs than um, Hillary signs. A very vocal minority? I don't know. I think that there is a very vocal minority um, when it comes to Trump supporters. And I think in this day and age of uh, sort of this internet tribalism, you can find a very large echo chamber to, to surround yourself with, with those of like minds. So um, I think that especially, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally guilty of that. So when we... Um, when we find ourselves, and I think, you know, Jenny Marie, Marie, when you're asking if we know anybody who's on the fence, I think it's, it's good that we ask those questions and we try to be open-minded and figure out, like, what is going on with people when they, when they 
I, it's it's just it's great. I, I'm addicted to watching these stupid pundit shows, and they're terrible. Where they just have these these Trump people coming in and just you know dodging and weaving and deflecting and making excuses for Donald. And it's just I get this just rush of Schadenfreude of just seeing like them just dig holes for themselves. Like uh, there was the woman yesterday who was. Uh, quoting Beyonce lyrics saying, you know, I, I forget, but you know, the one about going to Red Lobster and saying that Hillary being a fan of Beyonce therefore supports that, um, you know, endorses those lyrics and, and should be, uh, we should chastise her for l being a Beyonce fan. It's like saying that anybody who's sworn before, if you've spoken to them, you therefore support s swearing or what? I don't know. What, I don't even know what the point is, but it was comical. Chris. Hey, Marty. How are you? I'm good. Congratulations on the wedding. Thank you. It was, it was really fun. And we're getting ready for our honeymoon. Oh, and one thing that we're going to be doing is I'm going to we're going to record two short shows this weekend. Um, uh, so um, I'll be posting the times that we're going to do that so um, people can join in for that. And then we're going to break them up into the two Tuesdays that will be away so people can listen to them again if they want to or for the first time if they are potters of the show. So what's going on in San Diego? Uh, San Diego's all right for the moment. Um, I actually just moved. <laughs> it's been a bit of a nightmare. I moved into a condo that was built in the, third, or the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And no one has taken proper care of it since. Yeah. Um, we actually found a giant crack in the foundation. Oh. Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you purchase it? No, we're renting. Oh, well, that's, that's a, at least a, um, some saving grace because that's an expensive fix. But yes. at least if you're renting, you can always move. Uh, well, I figured you must have been chomping at the bit. Like, I see all these news stories the last couple of weeks. I'm like, damn it, Marty. He's he's going stir crazy. Oh, you know, it's I, I mean, I think that the best thing is like every, you know, first of all, it is like uh, it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, you know, all this stuff is incredibly ripe for for mockery. And there are the John Olivers and the Samantha Bees of the world that do it so well um, that I wouldn't dare to to. Uh, to, to try to, to, to upstage them or, or whatever, you know, it's fun to weigh in and, and think about it, but I just, I've been loving seeing what they've been doing with it. And, and actually Seth Meyers has been really great too. Um, as well as the daily show and, and Colbert. Um, but well, don't yeah. discount yourself. You're very funny. <laughs> oh, well, you bring a you. different perspective to it. Um, well, I try, uh, and I, I it's a, it's a low tech mumbly, uh, um, sometimes on time um perspective so uh what <laughs> about that's the charm you've yeah. got that sort of buddy holly kind of quality of oh, like geez, yeah, he's but, sort of dorky but there's something i love about him and there's a cricket in his garage <laughs> do you know that <laughs> well story? we got used to bruno so a cricket really isn't that big of a deal right <laughs> well the the um the the story that i don't know if it's true or not is that buddy oh it was but it was in the movie the that uh, there was a cricket during the a recording in their garage, so it was Buddy Holly and the crickets. Um, <laughs> so because it was, it made it onto the recording. Uh, so it, San Diego. Okay, so to get back to Jenna Marie's question, San Diego is a pretty mixed uh, environment when it comes to 
to uh, conservatives and and uh, liberals, isn't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. There, especially in the last year, with with you know everything political going on, there's been a very clear clash of ideals. Um, last year, I think I shared it on the show. I'm not sure, but last year I was at Comic Con and. I met a guy with a Donald Trump pinata, and mind you, maybe like a month before, he had accused my entire race of being rapists and drug dealers. And so I thought, well, screw it, I'm gonna hang out with this dude. And we took it around downtown, and it got on the news, it got on Telemundo, it got on the radio, and I would say for the most part, people kind of enjoyed it. Um, I would say it was like a 95, you know, 5% split, but there were people, um, and. You know, I it goes without saying the kind of people that they are, older, white, um, were giving us sideways glances to the point where a man um, actually decided to walk up to me, put his hand on my shoulder and go, that's the next president you're disrespecting. Um, that's great. <laughs> I love that. And then I very uh, aggressively said, well, A, get your hand off of me and B, uh, over my dead body. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, but yeah, and um, it's it, it was really interesting to see because yes, we sort of have a reputation. We are a Navy town. Um, there's a very strong love of our military, um, and that's that's universal. That crosses all political lines. Sure. There's a belief that we are more conservative than we are because, again, it goes without saying, but the younger people don't necessarily buy into it, and even the younger military people don't buy into it. My friend is 23. He is well. He was a bomb tech for the military. He won't vote for Trump. He's like, I'm not going to vote across party lines. And um, it was really interesting to see because when Bernie Sanders got here, it did something to this town because people were maybe on the fence or just didn't talk about it in mixed company. But the moment Bernie Sanders got here, it emboldened everyone. Suddenly all the college kids had no problem being out and proud. Suddenly protests were a thing. Um, and it was only televised once, but Bernie Sanders came here a couple of times, and each time he sold out. Like, the lines were massive. Well, and, and then you had Trump, who came a couple of months later, and um, we did not react very well to that. But when you say, like, uh, th these students, these progressive students were emboldened by Bernie Sanders, like, th the same thing can be said about the the militant racists who are like, oh, you know, we are, we are legitimized by Donald Trump. And, and so, well, I, I do kind of, I'm, I'm painting it as one sided, but yeah, there were, there was actually, honestly, I will say that there was a mix. I would say the majority were, were younger people, but there were a lot of older people. Um, and of course they were for him, but there was also this, this small demographic. And I kind of got to talk to them of people who were just like, before I make a choice, I want to hear the man speak. I want to look in his eyes and see if I believe his message, which I respected tremendously. Right. Um, the same can't be said for Trump because it was incredibly volatile. Um, I honestly didn't want to go downtown because I knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, um, we had protests and then they blocked off one of the bridges. And I mean, if I'm going to get even more personal, like there is somebody in my family who is Mexican who yeah, because was Miller... literally in the front row for his rally. Wow. Because Miller, is a, is, a, uh, huge... Miller is a very Go good Mexican name, you know. Uh, oh. um, it, it, it's really interesting because it, he's not even like, he's, you know, my aunt's husband. 
But my my aunt is very much one of those old school kind of Kennedy wise where I will believe what my husband believes. Right, right. And so it's caused this this sort of schism where we don't talk about it because we were literally out to dinner and I think my mother made a joke of like, yeah, well, you better uh, find a new place before Trump gets elected. Otherwise, they're going to kick us out. And very subtly, he goes, well, I'm voting for him. That's the and, thing uh, that's so insane. It's like you're you're voting against your own people's interests, you know? I mean, not... I actually, I said a word that I won't say again because it makes John Pericello very upset. But I, I did say it at that dinner table. And I went, that's what you are right now. Because at this time, he's literally only said that and some sexist comments. So basically, that's his entire platform. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's good that you can actually have those discussions with people in your family that, that have different uh, political views. And I think that's, that's an important thing to, to have. Um, <laughs> apparently, we can't have that here at this table because um, <laughs> that does get really contentious when that happens. But uh, I, hope I, that I would say that it's the good kind of contention, though, because I feel like nobody, no one seems to take it personally. Like the person that seems to get them, um, again, this is not a knock on him in any way, but the guy who gets passionate the most. I would say is John. John, I mean, and I love that about John. He's, a big, he's got a big heart. Absolutely. Everybody, yeah. No, and I think uh, that is the probably the one thing that unites us all as Merps is that we do, uh, we are passionate, we listen to each other, and, and uh, we're pretty empathetic people. So I, I appreciate that. Um, it is really nice. That's, that's, I think, I mean, for me personally, I can't speak for the rest of the listeners. Hi, everybody. Love you guys. Um, what what draws me to the show, and this is why it's my favorite show on the network, because I love Kevin, I love everything he does, but what brings me back to this show over and over and over again, even with the uh, audio issues, Marty, um, is that it's it's a real sense of family, it's a real sense of community, because hey, maybe we don't like the same things, but at the end of the day, we're here, we're laughing, we're supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so before I let you go, I want to get some media recommendations. What are you What are you reading these days? What are you watching? Uh, well, I'm watching The Flash. Uh, Kevin Smith's episode comes later in the season. Just uh-huh. you know, plug for the network. Yeah, he did one um, last season, right? Did he? Yeah, he did. He did uh, episode seven, I want to say. Uh huh. Um, it's supposed to be a very big one because for the rest of the season they're going to reference him. And then um, I'm watching that. Um, I'm uh, Jodorowsky's Dune is something on my list. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Everybody keeps recommending. They're saying it's basically like one of the greatest movies never made. Right, right. So it's a great documentary. And then lastly, I want to say Luke Cage. Oh, uh, that's been good. Yeah. Um, just I, I fell in love with the soundtrack. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Wow. And uh, uh, reading, um, I guess I've been doing Game in Sandman recently, just because it's such a fun book to revisit. The old ones? The, from the, like the, how far back? Like the 80s or the 90s? Oh yeah, the 80s. Because nice. it's... I, I'm, I haven't read the new ones, but the the ones from the '80s I think are still such a seminal piece of work that yeah. it, it merits revisiting every now and then. To to if you're a writer, especially like it refreshes the mind of like, oh yeah, you can play with this and these concepts, and nothing is sacred. Yeah, yeah. They, he's an, a, a pretty amazing writer um, and a pretty interesting guy. Uh, do, so d- the first episode of Flash. Um, did you know it was rough, loosely based on Flashpoint, which was a, a a series? I don't know if you read that in in. Yeah, uh, you you really need to <laughs> emphasize the word loose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, basically, it was about the his mother, you know, Barry Allen's mother. Yeah, I I 
I love the Flash. That was not my favorite episode. Um, it feels like everything was played pretty close to the vest, and nothing went outlandish. And I get it; they're they're dragging it out through the season. But I kind of was hoping for like, oh, maybe we'll get, you know, so and so is this now, and that and this. Well, but it didn't quite get there. I'm I'm still gonna watch the rest of the season, but yeah, I think that the CW now that Supergirl is now in CW, uh, this and basically every night of the week they have a different uh, DC show. Um, it's, it looks like it's going to be a really fun season. Um, it does kind of bug me a little bit that they don't promote iZombie enough. It's pronounced Izumbi. Um, Izumbi, right. Well, that's what this show is for. Everybody fucking watch iZombie. Uh, season two it's, is it's on Netflix. It's a really terrific show. It's a fantastic show. Critic, critical darling. Uh, great cast. and so, I believe Dan is directing again this season? Yeah, he directed the first episode of the season, uh, which is fantastic. I think first or second. But, and, yeah. They, I, just, they, I also read a report. He, they're bringing in more of the uh, Veronica Mars cast. So not this guy, apparently. Um, nope, um, not me. But uh, Rico Colantoni, who plays the dad in Veronica Mars, Rico from um, Galaxy Quest, he is also on the show, and he directs an episode this season, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Honestly, what's it going to oh. take for you and Bill to just end up on iZombie? Because that's what every Merp wants to see. I know, but I know. Uh, we just need more Merps to, to shout out. <laughs> but Start a, a change.org petition. Exactly. Oh, wow. Six, six signatures. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and three of them are Mickey Mouse. Uh, yes. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow starts, I think, this week as well, and I know from talk yes. that it's going to be a much more, uh, a, a much less serious season than last uh, season. Not not that it's going to be goofy, but it's going to yeah. uh, be much more fun-loving this season, and there are going to be lots of crossovers with uh, the other uh, CW shows. So look out for that. That should be. Really I will great. say that's going to be really interesting because they did. They did something that I don't really think I've seen in any other TV show where they took one of the protagonists and have now flipped him. And that's uh, Wentworth Miller, who plays Captain Cold. And if you've watched that show, he is undoubtedly one of the best aspects of that show. He brings this sort of charisma and this, this villainous sort of suave that you can't just replicate. And last season he was the hero and he was... Sort of one of the main focuses, I would say. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of flipped him back to where he's one of the bad guys. And it's like, it's almost like wrestling when, when the good guy turns bad. And you're like, ah, oh, I, I love this guy, but I, I kind of have to root against him. It's like Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They did that with uh, that, the one guy from the first All season. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Wentworth Miller is, he's like... Which, by the way, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, go ahead. The Ghost Rider storyline... Yeah. It does my heart so much good to see <laughs> a Mexican superhero. Oh, that's like, right. Gabriel Luna has been crushing it, and I will, I'm not going to be like blind to it. Yes, the character has not had that much to do yet. They're slowly feeding into him, but as a Mexican-American, it, it, it's so much pride to see him up there killing it, playing an iconic character, but making it his own. Yeah, that that is fantastic, and and I think you and I share that uh, being of uh, minority descent. Like when I see the new Superman doing really uh, doing well, or, or you know that in, with the new DC stuff, 
Like I mm. get, get really excited. And and the writer Gene Yang, you know, he won a MacArthur MacArthur Genius Grant this year, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. And I was like, yeah. So I get really excited about that. Uh, and then, so it's yeah. It, these are the the positive sort of. Um, I gotta ask, yeah. since we're on the topic of race and superheroes, I think this was discussed a few months ago. Sorry, guys, we've we've made this um, <laughs> we've made this the comics podcast at this point. Sorry, Ming and uh, Mike, um, but I, I do want to ask. There were rumors originally that maybe Iron Fist was going to be Asian, and it, it never came from Marvel. It was sort of one of those online, sort of like Donald Glover for Spider Man. There was never any official line. But I think a lot of us were kind of hoping for that. And it wasn't, again, I know there's going to be like 10 emails next week. Well, that's rewriting the character. Uh, for me, it was never about rewriting the character. For me, it was like, well, this is just a good chance to be inclusive because Iron Fist does not have the biggest fan base. And to represent another race, which I think Marvel does really well, would have been really cool just to see someone like Osric Chow who, who's got that like fun kind of boy next door quality and then watch him play a hardened badass would have been amazing. Instead, they got the whitest of white guys. Uh, I guess they couldn't <laughs> find an English actor who could... Uh, Do you know who that is, by the way? Finn Jones. He was on Game of Thrones. Sure. He, I mean, he played the uh, the king's gay lover. Okay. And there is a scene where he was uh, performing oral sex. All right. And so a lot of my friends have told me that they cannot watch that show and divorce what they saw from what that show you know, will be. That's terrible. Like, cause that basically, I know. You it's, know it's, it's, my friends are, are very much, you know, boys, boys, but I, I did laugh. I was like, come on, he's an actor. Uh, yeah. And I would think that, like, that, I don't know, did, uh, what about Jim Carrey and, uh, uh, what's Jim Carrey's not, not a great example to use, Marty. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Uh, no, but the moment you date Jenny McCarthy, you just drop in my book. All right. Well, there, but there are lots of actors. I mean, I guess I don't know. Wentworth Miller's gay. Here, I outed him. I can't. Yeah, buy but him. I feel like I. I feel like doesn't you watch Legends, right? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I feel like the character of Captain Cold might be gay, just by the way he's he's kind of presented. He feels very almost flamboyant in, in his actions and the way he speaks, but not like overly, but you can sense like this suave, like I'm the baddest bitch in this room kind of attitude coming from it. And it, I think that's what makes him so endearing to me. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. But boy, well, you know what? Good for Finn, uh, Jones for, for given, uh, who, who's, who was he the consort of? Uh, Renly, I think. I, right. Honestly, I read the books. I don't watch the show that much, just because. Oh, I don't know. I, just, I I watched like the first season, and it felt like, all right, we're gonna play up the porn like aspects of this show. <laughs> I was like, eh, I might just stick to the books then. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've now run out of books thanks uh, to George R. R. Martin. Oh well, then are, are you catching up with the the new season then? I might. Honestly, I've had such a long list of shows to watch, and now people are telling me, oh, you got to watch Stranger Things, and now you got to, you know, what was it, Black Mirror. There's a lot of great stuff coming out. Um, you should watch Black Mirror. I would love to hear you review it. Oh, I've watched all of Black Mirror. I watched Black oh, Mirror <laughs> before, like, I, you know, long before it was broadcast. Yeah, I've seen them, them all. I mean, just like... Say before it was cool, the, weren't you, Marty? The very first very one was just, like, so delicious and, and like if you've never seen black mirror go on netflix watch the first episode don't read anything about it just watch that first episode 
And that's it's, one of the pigs. Well, yeah. Well, let's not give it all away. But yeah, it happens pretty early <laughs> on. Uh, and it, you're just like, oh, this like uh, the guy who created it, Charlie uh, Breck, or what? Charlie, uh, damn it. See, I need. Um, anyhow, he's he's like the one of like these big brain people who's like super smart, super funny, and um, yeah, his it's a great show. You should watch. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, have you watched them all? You can spoil it for me, Marty. I'm gonna watch it regardless. It's like it's like the Twilight Zone. I've watched them a million times, but I'll watch it no, again and again. But, but you, have you watched all the, all of Black Mirror though? No. I told oh. you, it's on my list. Oh, it's on your list. You haven't watched them on, on all. Okay. No, because uh, I'm going to binge it right before the new season airs. Yeah, so they, I guess they did six episodes for, um, for Netflix. Charlie Brooker. Um, mm. So you should see, he did a, a, another show called um, uh, The Dead Set, which might be on Netflix, and that is a great show. It's a, a, a great zombie movie. Uh, or I guess miniseries. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And also he does like these uh, these sort of uh, news things called Newswipe, um, where it's it's like the Daily Show, but like sort of drier and uh, with lots British. of great. Yeah, very British, but uh, he's great. <laughs> um, if you're on the fence about, and this is more to the listeners, but if you're on the fence about Black Mirror and you want something to really hook you in, it has a great cast. Just I, I've read the IMDb credits. It's got what John Hamm, um, Haley Atwell, uh, Marvel's Agent Carter. Um, it's just an impressive list, and I think that they're they're going a little more Hollywood next season. It sounds like uh, a few more big names. I think Jessica Chastain was mentioned. Cool. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right, I'm gonna get. I have a couple more emails to, or I think one more email, but Chris, thanks for, for jumping in. And as a, as an honorary, uh, virtual Merp today, uh, we got some no problem. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, I, I've, I was hoping to make my debut this October because I was planning to go to the Stanley convention, but, uh, uh I don't know if I'll make it now. Um, uh, I do, before I go, sorry, I'm stealing the mic. Um, I do want to say hi to everybody. Right? Huh? Is that Kamikaze? Well, it was. Now they've changed it to Stan Lee's Los Angeles Convention. Oh, okay. Sorry. I have no idea why. Um, if you can be there, go. It looks really great. Um, I do want to say, if everybody has like maybe a minute or two, um, there's a listener, Carrie Lynn, uh, at Carrie Lotion on Twitter. Um, she's been having sort of a rough go of it lately. She was sick, and then she got better, and her, her friend passed away from cancer just a couple of days ago. And um, she got... She had to go back to work today, so I'm not sure if she's listening. But if everybody could just, you know, take a couple of minutes out of your day and just send a little love and a little message of support, um, I think it would go a long way in helping. That's at K-E-R-I Lotion. Yes, so she's really funny. If you don't follow her, I, I recommend it. Um, yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah, please give her a shout out. Uh, and she's not listening right now, but uh, she had to go to work uh today so um we'll give marty can you thank john for me by the way because every chance i get i get i uh i name drop that i'm friends with somebody who's on uh, twin peaks oh yeah well you can do it yourself at john piricello <laughs> you would love to hear i do me. but i just wanted it on the public record of like <laughs> yes i totally use john's name you should totally drop it every time you can 
Um, all right. So, but uh, please, we'll, we'll, we'll do more uh, Skype things. So, so we'll, you have to keep checking in, and we'll we'll uh, pull for Hillary. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Whenever you want me back, Marty. I'm like I've, I've taken up like twenty minutes of your time already. But if you ever need another like uh, co-chair, I guess I'm more than happy to jump in. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Oh, uh, last minute shout out. Hi, Peter WG. And uh, hey, Carrie. Or I already said hi to Carrie. Hey, Jenny Marie. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Um, that's what this show is all about. It's uh, a big family gathering, and oh, geez. Um, oh, so yeah, Viv. Dave Castro, thank you for trying to get Viv to come in. But she has a job, not like those merp dorks. Uh, we, we'll definitely have her back. Uh, and I know that uh, someone else was asking for her back. But we, she's, uh, she's great. Um, is, and Dave, is LA Comic Con the same thing as Kamikaze? No, that's a different thing, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know nothing. Uh, last email. We're still, we've been in the mail sack for like an hour now. And it's only been like three emails. Michael Binhock uh, in Germany writes in, Good morning, Merps. Congratulations, Marty, for the next step in your life. Mail statement. Next year, my cousin and I are invited to a wedding in France. Lucky dog. Uh, to what, like destination weddings are such, like, I guess it's a way to find out who your real friends are. Like I had a, I mean, I guess technically I had a destination wedding because it was at, uh, you know, 350 miles away from where I live. But every single person uh, I invited from LA came. So I was incredibly grateful, but also just like a little surprised because I didn't think that they would come. But uh, it was awesome. Uh, but I'm terrible about that because I'm like, you know, it's like my vacation time and, but no, I'm not terrible about it. It's, I guess you find out who your true friends are. And I guess I have a lot of them. Um, he says uh, he's going to a wedding in France. I'm looking forward to the food, especially frog's legs in garlic butter. Basically anything in garlic butter I'm looking forward to. Like, you know, uh, whatever. Braised dog poo in garlic butter. All right. Sounds good. Um, Though I do like frog legs. Uh, the best frog legs I had were at, well, actually, they weren't at a French restaurant. They were in a French city, but they're at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> in Montreal. Uh, he says, we, wanna make, we want to use the time to make a round trip through Germany. We want to go to Hamburg, Berlin, Munich. It will be Oktoberfest then. And then the Fugari. I suppose I should know that, but he's going to explain. It's the oldest social housing complex built in 1516 in Augsburg, where about 150 Catholic people in need, uh, and they only have to pay 88 cents um, rent per year. All they have to do is pray three times a day. I'm out. Uh, yeah, that's like, that's a lot to ask for. Well, I guess you can just fake your way through it and get a free place to live. Uh, that is great. I wish more things like that existed without the the requirement of prayer and fealty to a non-existent, I mean, uh, a God. Um, and it sounds interesting. Uh, I like, actually, I, I, I take that back. Like, like, I like that these things exist. I remember traveling around, and this is a little travel tip. If ever you want a free meal, just go to a Hare Krishna temple. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was in New Zealand, 
And I ate at that place like three times because it was a free meal and you got a free book and they were really nice and it was vegetarian, very tasty stuff. And uh, they didn't really proselytize. They were trying to, to uh, proselytize by example. And that uh, was fine because it was free dinner. Um, and then he says, uh, then Michael says, of course, we're going to tour castles like uh, Neuschwanstein and Hohenschwangau. They are very close to each other, duh. And the Alps are there as well. I hope next year we have the same great weather conditions like it was this year. Great, as in like, thank you, global warming, for making everything warm and nice. Um, have fun in Japan. Thank you, Michael. It is a little scary that how warm and nice it has been. Um, they're predicting, at, at least here in, in Los Angeles, they're predicting uh, some pretty devastating years of drought. So I'm enjoying it while I can. And, Day and Chris, you did not eat up your time. You participated in the podcast. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, Dave Castro says that the LA Comic-Con is the same thing as Kamikaze. They just changed the name. Okay, it's a fun show. It's nice. It's a little lower key than what goes on in San Diego and New York. But uh, no less... Uh, no less fun. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for tuning into this crazy, um, this crazy podcast. Uh, it's a one-time thing, hopefully, or, or a rare occasion. Like I said, this Sunday, I think, Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember. I've got to go through the emails, but I'll tweet it out we're at, at, at Nooner Podcast, and we're, we're going to do a, a two-parter that will broadcast or podcast and aircast when, we, uh, when I am on my honeymoon. So if you have emails, please send them in to noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Our sack is officially empty now. And if you have uh, questions you want to tweet in, you can do that as well. Maybe we'll open open up the uh, the Skype lines. It might not be a drunky podcast. We might be a little more uh, focused, but we'll see how it goes. So um, let's see. This At this point, I would say, so who's got plugs, which gives me a chance to do some technical things. And uh, so who's got plugs? Well, I will be at uh, the Kaiser um, in uh, this afternoon. So you can watch me get uh, poked by a a flu needle, a flu vaccine needle, and uh, which is very, very entertaining. So um, that's a free show. Uh, just go to the one in Pasadena. Um, it'll, I'll be there from four to five, but I don't think the, the actual show will last that long. I don't think it'll be around two seconds long. Um, and everybody, get your flu shots. It's I know that people don't like getting shots or they think, oh, it, makes, it hurts my arm. It, it might hurt your arm for a day, but trust me, getting the flu fucking sucks. Um, and more than that, the flu kills thousands of people every year. So if you can, and the flu shot is not perfect. It, it only, you know, is good for whatever, anywhere from 40 to 80% of the flu, uh, the flu uh, strains that are out there, depending on the season. But I will take that bet because like I said, getting the flu sucks. So, Get your flu shots, get your emails into the sack, and we will see you next Tuesday and on this Sunday. If that fuck, 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 if that fuck
has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.